brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Revived Thoughts is a production of Revive Studios. This is Troy Angel, and you are listening to Revived Thoughts Special Top 10 Episode. It, another year is in the bag, Troy. We we made it through 2022, Whew. heading into 2023. I, I'm oh, I'm so relieved we did it. And you know, Oof. 2023 looking <laughs> looking looking up. No, I am excited. For starters, 2023, and some of you may be listening to this episode later on. Uh, this is an episode that people often will go to. Um, and that's what it's kind of designed for. If you're looking through the year, especially for new listeners, or wondering what sermon, when you got a catalog, that's, I mean, 200 mm. episodes big, basically. What are you going to do? What are you going to listen to? Where do I go? These top 10 episodes, we hope will help kind of steer you towards maybe sermons or episodes that if you otherwise had no idea, you might miss them. Uh, and, and we've seen that in the past. That's exactly what they do. So it's a good thing. Regardless, though, if you're listening in real time as this is coming out right before New Year's, I am so excited for the sermon that comes out after this one. I have been excited for this one for months. I've been talking Joel's ear off about it uh, when we're not recording, and it's ready to go. And I, oh my goodness, we're going to, 2023 is going to just explode with this great episode that I cannot wait to tell you about. And hopefully, dear listener, you can hear in our voice, hopefully it sounds so much crisper and deeper and and richer because we have uh, upgraded our new microphones. A little Christmas gift from, uh, from the Patreons, really, Towards Revive Studios, uh, we've needed to kind of upgrade our our technical side for a little bit here, and we were able to get some new microphones. Again, uh, due to the generous donations of our Patreon supporters, uh, we could not afford our new microphones without them. So we are thankful for everyone that supports us there and everyone that listens to an ad. Which <laughs> I, I yeah. know 99% of those people are hitting that you know that skip 30 seconds button on their on their phones, which is fine, but. Uh, you know that all of that revenue does help uh, Revive yep. Studios continue on. It and does, and, and I will say uh, yeah. it's not just the the microphones. It, earlier this year, Elise and I moved literally countries. We had to build a podcast studio from mm. you know from nothing. Uh, we have these beautiful soundboards that really help with this room that I'm in. It has a huge ceiling, and so it would be very difficult to record this show. You would. You would notice if this show, this room was yeah. not covered in soundboards. Uh, you would notice it, Elise and I are plugged into a really nice like soundboard now. Uh, it, it, I, I really should post some pictures of what our Cambodian setup looked like as we literally recorded into a closet, constantly having internet go off and on, constantly uh, having things unplugged. The first like 20 minutes of almost every recording session with you, Joel, was me yep. frustratingly trying to get all the wires. And it's amazing that our show survived those 10 I months. Had a, of I just... had to budget it into the time schedule, you know, like, oh, Troy and I, it's going to take us 30 minutes to record the episode, but was... I got to budget at least 20 minutes in before that yeah. for us to figure out the technical difficulties. It was rough. And Joel hung through patiently through that time. It doesn't go like that anymore. Plug in and we it's jump nice in and we straight record. And that is that none of that would be possible if it had not been for people who are on on Patreon and people who have just been supporting and walking through 
uh, this time with us. We really are very grateful to you. And we're, we, like I said, it would not be the situation we're in and I would not be able to sit down and just immediately record. And it's just so much better. Thank you to those of you who have been doing that. Uh, we use not just the money for that. We use it for other things. We even give it away to a charity that uh, provides bicycles for pastors. So it's it's just been a real blessing what we've been able to do. Yeah, and I do want to shout out a new patron from this past month, Jacob Dyson. Thank you so much for joining uh, the Patreon team, $20 level. So, you know, he's a, that, that's, that's, a, that's a good amount. Thank you so much. All right, let's get into the episode. You guys are here to listen to uh, top 10 sermons of this year. Joel will provide five. I will provide five of our favorites. We'll also run through at the end which ones were the top most listened to episodes of the year. That might mm. surprise you or it might match our list. We'll see. And uh, maybe any extra thoughts we have, we'll roll them in here too. And uh, yeah, I just, one thing before we do all that though, just want to say thank you so much for those of you who are listening. We have grown and had a very great year in 2022. I am blown away by just how much people are supporting and jumping in and helping. And when I we put out a call in October for people to start reading sermons for us, we've had several people uh, sign up and help and new speakers coming in constantly. You know, one thing that's just very unique about this show is that every single sermon we do has to be read by someone that's not Joel and myself, mm-hmm. which means we are always requiring help and outside uh, people to jump in and do this. And the Lord has provided so many of you to help us out with that and to get us just continuously going, which has been absolutely amazing. And these are volunteers. And, yeah. they, they they do it out of the kindness of their heart. And it's it's been incredible to see how, yeah, how the Lord's provided people that are interested in being a part of what we're doing here. Yeah. No, we're not paid. You're not paid. And it's also, and the one thing too, that has really, I feel like it's been different this year um, than maybe 2021 was a little bit of, in my opinion, a bit of a hard kind of a year where we were crunched in a lot of ways. My family moved to Cambodia and then not long after in 2022, we moved to Indonesia. It's been a very wild year for a uh, time for us. But one thing that was really cool this year to see that's just been new is just how many new people have joined us in this adventure on Revive Thoughts or on our sister show, Martyrs and Missionaries, and how many just regular Christians they are. They're the kind of, I, I'm, I love everyone who listens, but it really touches my heart when they're just young Christians or just regular people who go to church and then they go, hey, I want to plug into this stuff. I want to see what church history can do for me. It helps them grow in their faith and challenges them in their walk with God. And there have been so many people like that who aren't maybe the biggest uh, academic voices. Nothing wrong with them if they are. We love everybody. But it's just cool that this is something that's really impacting your average Christian. The the people who I think in a lot of ways most need that challenge are the people God has been bringing to the show. And I've seen and heard from a lot of people this year in really incredible ways. And we just it's just been really cool to see how many just people that you wouldn't think would click on a church history podcast going, wow, I've realized how much I need church history and how much Mm -hmm. this encourages me in my walk with God. And so thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing and telling others. Thank you for getting that word out there because it's, it's working and it's been really cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Troy, we got new year's coming up here. I'm curious. Do do you guys do anything for new? This will be your first new year's in Indonesia. Is that right? Yeah, this is our first one. I think that it, I, I, from what I've heard, Indonesia, New Year, big deal. It's an important one. And New Year's a pretty much universally celebrated sure. Everyone loves thing. New Year. 
So I think that we'll see. I think things are closed. I've heard there's a lot of traveling. Um, so I, I don't know if, they're, what, like, if they do the fireworks. I, I imagine they do. But I, I don't know to what degree. So I might have are to you, Are your kids going to... Do you, do you keep your kids up till midnight on, on New Year's? <laughs> no, not not Mira, who's seven. Um, and <laughs> I, Ezra, I who's know. four. I do not keep them up till midnight any day. I The, the sooner they are in bed, the better. And mm. every day. Um, but... We sometimes have woken me up, but the fireworks were super cool. Sure. Okay. Uh, oh, that makes sense. All right. Are you ready? So we're going to do, um, well, we'll alternate. So you do one of your top five. I'll do one of my top five. You do one of your top five. I'll do one of my top five. Yep. We'll go through our collective top 10 that way. And then we'll go through and list uh, what the statistics say. What are the, what are the hard numbers on what are the public's most favorite episodes this there past year? All right. Let me you jump want, in. Yeah. Oh, you start ahead. us off. Number five. Now, I want to get this one out of the way as my number five because it doesn't really count. And I almost mm. think it would almost be on its own list. All the revived conversations as we've had this mm. year mm. is going to fall into fifth place for me. I don't feel like it's fair to put them throughout the rest of them because I think the sermons are what, you know, is what makes revived thoughts special and unique. Mm. But we had we had uh, Joel Berry do this amazing episode on eugenics that if you haven't listened to that interview, Joel Berry, who's like the managing editor at Babylon Bee, go listen to it. It's not funny. Like the Babylon Bee is where he works. This is not like a hilarious interview. Uh, it's a really serious interview about eugenics and Christians and how they interacted and stood up to it. It's a really good one. Uh, we had another revived conversation I thought was really powerful called Minister to Monsters, which it was an incredible episode um, of just going through a guy who went into like the Nuremberg trials and ministered. It, it was just a crazy episode. Uh, and we, and then we also had our, and we had uh, several others, all the good Christians do uh, spiritual advisors. But then we also had uh, this conversation. We also did our revived thoughts, deep dives, the Ethiopia editions too. And those are really, really, I, I, we heard a lot of people go, I've never thought about what the kingdom of Ethiopia was doing and Christianity and that part of the world was doing. And we helped kind of introduce that to a lot of people. So that was pretty cool. I, I just think that it, it, we had some really cool conversations and thoughts this year. Yeah. Uh, I do have a revived conversation on my top five list there, and it is that Ministers to Monsters episode. I thought that, that was probably my favorite, and I, I think I took away the most from that. Uh, it's such a beautiful, interesting, fascinating story of what God's grace looks like, uh, even in the midst of... Yeah, people that don't want God's grace to abound, uh, one man's calling to make sure it does. Uh, and it's it's really neat. If you're new to the show here, definitely scroll through, do a search on your podcast app and find that Ministers to Monsters episode. Uh, again, it's a it's about a, a minister during or right after World War II that that whose job is to share the gospel with Nazi concentration camp you know runners uh and it's it's wild to see yeah how how god worked through that so very fascinating episode definitely worth checking out yeah it, uh, that episode minister to monsters i received i, I won't go into the, all the details because the person sent it privately but i received probably one of the most encouraging notes or at least one of the one of the top most encouraging notes as a response to somebody who was going through some pretty hard things and he was like that story was what i needed to hear to get through what i need to get through and i I, I never received a note quite as just profound and what that person was going through. I, I don't know that I could do what they were doing. So it was, mm. it was, it was something else. All right. Number four for now moving into sermons here. I, I'm yeah, going to move yeah, into yeah. my number four. Jonathan Edwards sermon on heaven is in my number four is my number four. That 
I love that sermon. It was really cool. It was really interesting. We heard a lot of people talking about it. Like I never, it was kind of, wow, I didn't mm-hmm. think about that before. And Jonathan Edwards is famous for sinners in the hands of an angry God and for rightfully describing hell in terms that you believe that he believes in hell and that he is doing everything he can to reach his audience. You may not like the way he talks. You may not like how how much fear is in his sermons, or you may love it, but you definitely don't walk away from it thinking Jonathan Edwards is faking it. But he is just as powerful in his description of heaven, and he is just as methodic and systematic and descriptive on heaven. I think it's a really wonderful episode. Um, I think it helps balance out maybe if your view of Jonathan Edwards is scary, sinners and hands to anger God, go listen to his episode on heaven and realize he's he's both. He believes in heaven and he believes in hell, and he, he combines it in that sermon really well. Mm-hmm. My number four is coming from a, a later run in our year. We had a pretty good, I feel like, like the past, the last quarter of 2022, we had a good stretch of like four to five banger sermons that I thought was <laughs> like, I, I was pretty, pretty happy with the way that that line rolled out. But I'm going to put a, a recent one, John Wesley, almost a Christian up there. Mm. I enjoyed that one. I like Wesley. I like, I like the concept of almost a Christian. I think it's something that is wildly applicable today and i feel like he did a good job on on walking you through in a very 1800s way you know walking you through what that mindset of uh identifying if you are an almost christian and what to do about it so uh, fascinating stuff absolutely and a a great quarter we had a great 2022 for sermons but no i definitely think there were some really cool ones the john wesley one was interesting because the gentleman who sent it to us uh he just messaged it in and was like hey heard you were looking for people to speak sermons here's a sermon and it was just Mm -hmm. all ready to go uh that's only happened a couple of times in the show's history it's always kind of nice honestly when i don't have to do the editing and all the behind the scenes work that goes into it so i was excited about that number three Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Marriage Sermon Written from mm. Prison. I like this sermon. Uh, a, anytime you can get a Dietrich Bonhoeffer sermon, he's he's a little more recent than a lot. He's actually probably one of the most recent people that we I th- have. I think he actually is, by definition, the most. Watchman the most Knee. Recent. Well, we had ah, a Watchman Knee sermon, knee. and that one would technically, yes. I think, beat him out I by about a few about years. about Knee, yeah. Yeah, because he, he died later, but he, you know, like, he died in, like, the 60s or 70s, but he himself. I think we justified that. Recorded. We justified that by, it, was there, is there technically no recordings of him? No, there's I, not that I know of, or at least certainly yeah. no sermons. And if they were, they'd probably be in general. Right. So, again, we certainly know that we would be able to understand. Yeah. But Dietrich Bonhoeffer was uh, outside of Watchmen. He's the most recent guy pretty much we have. And the thing is, he wrote this sermon while in jail. We went through like what his time in jail looked like, how rough that really was. Sometimes it was nicer than we think. Sometimes it was worse than we think. And then we just talked about just what the sermon itself said and is his view of marriage and his amazing ability to just see the good in what God is doing in the world, despite the fact that he was living through just tremendously hard circumstances. Um, and yet he was still he was still just thinking and speaking so highly of God. I, I'm sorry that if I were in prison, I don't know that I would be so optimistic about marriage and life. And I think I would sound much more pessimistic Um than he was in the situation he was in. So just big props to that one. It's a great episode. Yeah, well, um, maybe no surprise to you, but so that was actually, that was my number five marriage sermon written <laughs> from prison by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. It's wild to me that uh, you, you can so clearly see his heart for individuals. When you look at his life as a whole, all of his motivations of going into the danger zone, danger zone going into what is, you know, pretty, pretty, 
acceptably certain death. Like either you're, there's a good chance you're going to die by what you do. That's all motivated, motivated because his heart for the people, he, he doesn't want to leave his congregation alone. He wants to, to comfort his people, comfort the followers uh, and be a light there for the people there. And you see that exemplified in a different way here, because at this point, Dietrich knows he's going to be executed. Right. And yet he still takes the time to write the sermon back to a couple that's about to get married. And, you know, he's not whining. He's not complaining. Uh, he's just giving them a, a good encouragement about what a holy marriage looks like. You would, you would never know that, that he was in that situation when he wrote that sermon. And that's, it's, it's a really beautiful telling of his heart there, I think. Okay. Now I'm going to cheat on number two. I think I do this every year, <sighs> but I, but to be fair, uh, it is very difficult for me to pick my favorite sermons because mm-hmm. I love them all. You know, one of our taglines very early on was like, history is great as sermons. And to be honest, they really all are. So picking your best of the best sermons is just nearly impossible to do. Sure. Uh, so that's why I cheat and I kind of give myself a caveat here and make a tie for number two. Okay. Uh, Joseph Parker's Secret Things. I love that episode. Joseph Parker was pretty much almost as famous as Charles Spurgeon during his time, their churches were like competitive churches in the same city of London. Both of them drew gigantic crowds. And he was a really wonderful pastor, preacher, and a great speaker as well. And the back and forth he had with Charles Spurgeon was really interesting. I didn't know that story before that episode, really. And seeing the way they interacted, I just thought it was the story of Joseph and, and Spurgeon, these two competitive pastors who were both reaching tens of thousands of people, was really cool. And his, his sermon itself is also very good. And then the other one, uh, Philip Melanchthon's uh, eulogy of Martin Luther. That, I mean, right. that was just a cool sermon to find. That is just an interesting piece. I Even just for the historical value of we have, you know, Martin Luther's number two telling you about Martin Luther at his funeral. That's just pretty interesting and cool that that survived historically. It gives you a great insight into Martin Luther. It gives you a great insight into Melanchthon. We got to look at who Melanchthon was. I just thought that was a great episode too. And so those are my tied for number two. Great episodes. You should go check them out. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to do my last two back to back here just because of course, one of them is Philip Melanchthon's eulogy of Martin <laughs> Luther. Uh, you know, great men think electoral. That's what I like to say. That's true. We, we cross over a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. The eulogy to Martin Luther. I do think it's more of like a, a history Sir, not so much a sermon, more of because it is a eulogy, right? He's talking about Luther the whole time, and there are spiritually encouraging things. But just from a pure historical point of view, I think it's really incredible and really uh, a good a good thing. Anyone that's interested in church history should listen to the eulogy of Martin Luther and the fact that we have it from yeah, Martin Luther's number two, Philip Melanchthon, um, is very cool, and I think yeah, not only encouraging but also wildly fascinating. Um, Another one. I'm going to go a little bit off script here. I'm going to I'm going to jump tracks. I'm going to oh, I'm going to hop podcast over here to uh, one of our other podcasts here on the Revive Studios Network. Here, going off script. Here, here it goes. What's about to happen? Here, here, here it goes. <laughs> over the summer, we ran another podcast called Forgotten Hollywood with Chris Wineland. And if you haven't heard that one, definitely pop over and check that out. You can search for uh, Forgotten Hollywood with Chris Wineland. Uh, and it'll populate there. But uh, he did a 10-episode season about 
kind of the history of Christianity in Hollywood and the history of uh, Christianity in comedy. Chris Weinland is a comedian, and he's also uh, really into the history of media and the history of, of cinema and Hollywood and things like that. He did an episode, I think it was like the fourth episode, fourth or fifth, called uh, Christian Movies That Saved Hollywood. And I found it really fascinating. I thought it was really neat. I myself am uh, in quite the quite the avid filmmaking connoisseur. Uh, I like I like a good discussion around Hollywood and filmmaking. And so he talks about the Prince of Egypt. He talks about uh, the Passion of the Christ and and how these things affected the the meta, the ecosystem of what Hollywood was. Uh, and I found it really interesting. So if you haven't heard Forgotten Hollywood with Chris Weiland, I think that's a good episode to start on. Christian movies that saved Hollywood. Uh, you can pop over and check that out and uh, hear Chris Weinland, who, in my opinion, is a much more smooth talker, a much better <laughs> podcast host than, than Troy and I. He sounds great on the mic, so check him out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to caveat two things here real quick. Hey, it's funny that you say that. So I actually was talking with somebody in, in my actual life uh, not that long ago, and they were talking about our revived conversations, and they were like, so how much of this do you script? And I was like, when it comes to like conversational episodes like we're, we're doing right now, Joel and I script absolutely nothing. Mm-mm. When it comes to like the actual episodes, like the sermons, we have, you know, a lot of the facts and figures. I don't really Bullet have to points. read them, but I, we, but we have them in front of us. But if you've ever wondered, you know, how much, how much of the show is scripted, this part right here when Joel does that, where he pulls from a completely different show, none of this is scripted. This is all literally just coming from us and our own stuff. And uh, this is, this is real. And some of you might be listening and going, yeah, I can tell you guys sound unscripted. <laughs> uh, but if you're wondering like, oh, they, they put this banter or this conversational stuff in. Ab- absolutely not. And every time Joel asks me, how are you doing? I never I never remember that he's going to do that. That is always a fresh off the cuff answer from me because it always throws me off because I'm not, I'm not expecting it. So that's real. Uh, and usually jokes are not written in. They are real. And you might go, you guys aren't funny. What jokes? OK, I get it. But still. The second caveat I wanted to make, Forgotten Hollywood. I'm so glad you mentioned that. That And that episode, too, was really good. Honestly, I learned so much. And I met somebody who was listening to our shows and were like, oh, I can see why Forgotten Hollywood like, is so different from what you're doing. What does that have to do with church history? Go listen, and you will see that it actually, he does a great job. Chris Weinle did an amazing job of connecting it. Uh, I learned a ton from it. And I don't know, it was just, I'm not a super Hollywood media guy, and yet I learned an awful lot of interesting things and facts and just it's a different side of one of our listeners said it's just a different side of church history I would have never expected to go listen to. But then when I did, I was so glad that I did. And another thing about it, too, is the production quality. Joel did not sell himself oh, on this, but well, he thank put you. it together. And if you didn't, I mean, if I didn't know it was Joel, I would just assume if I didn't know we had been behind this. This sounds like like I mean, like a professional uh, broadcast. Chris has an amazing voice. His his quality and research was fantastic. The effects, all of it just synced together so incredibly well. And you did uh, all of that smooth editing jazz that you guys did together. It was really, really good. Um, and so we definitely encourage you, go check it out. If you're looking for something uh, different or a different style of church history, just a different kind of Christian podcast, go check out Forgotten Hollywood with Chris Weinland. It, it was really good. And you will learn, you will learn so much stuff you didn't know. Number one episode for me came out in January. It's one of the earlier episodes we had. I knew going in this was going to be a great episode. Uh, Henry Gratton Guinness, uh, Christian Charity. Fantastic episode. Part of what made that episode just so awesome was we had Dr. Oz Guinness, who's a professional speaker, famous guy, Christian, cool guy, uh, which is a terrible way to describe him. But he was really, he's a really great guy. And uh, he came on and he actually spoke about his great grandfather, who is the Henry Grattan Guinness 
from that episode. So he I mean, he just was enlightening me with all these facts, these stories, the wildness of Henry Grattan Guinness's life. Henry Grattan Guinness is somebody who was absolutely world famous, right up there with names like D.L. Moody and Charles Spurgeon when he was alive. And then boom, history just forgot him, dropped him off. But he was a gigantic name at his time. And his great grandson, Dr. Oz Guinness, does just an amazing job of walking us through that. And then also Dr. Oz Guinness's own personal life story of escaping China as a child during the revolution and all this incredible stuff. It, it was almost like talking to uh, one of these church history characters come to come to life in a sense, because his story was absolutely wild, full of encouragement, full of wisdom. I highly encourage it. And then the gentleman who spoke that sermon for us, he has helped us out with different episodes in the past. He has a wonderful, wonderful voice. And he he, he told me a very touching story. I, man, I don't know that I can share it because I didn't ask him beforehand, but he told me a very touching story in relation to that sermon and relation to that episode and how it touched his own life. That really reached me to, you know, something that a lot of people don't realize is these speakers, we mentioned they were volunteers. I, I can't tell you how many times they'll message back and be like, that sermon really meant as much to me as it would mean to the audience and how much that this the sermons encourage you when you're listening. They encourage me when I get to edit them and find them and do the research about them. But the speakers, the kind of un, the kind of forgotten heroes, they also usually get just overwhelmed by them as well, and they get to really think about them and work through them. And it's it's just a and revive thoughts is just such a blessing and an incredible thing to be a part of. Um, and that that episode really was just an incredible one altogether. So definitely the number one for me, just the impact it had on the speaker, the impact it had on having Dr. Oz Guinness on and all his stuff going on with his story, and just the sermon itself, of course, being fantastic. So. Definitely go check that one out if you have not listened to it. I think it will be very encouraging to you. Those are my top five. Joel, you told us your top five. Now to see if we match with what the top 10 downloaded episodes were for uh, across the year. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I've got it going back to December of 2021 because any sermons in December don't really get enough download play to kind of really interact yet um, to this year. Now, any sermon that's older kind of gets a head up on everybody because it just had more months of people clicking the download button. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of a skew towards the beginning half of the year, but eventually every year we do this. So they, any sermon will get its chance if it's if it's I, up there. Right. I don't have this list in front of me. So this is, this is all new revelation to me. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to be our audience surrogate here. And why don't here you, why don't you lay it on me? What do we got here? All right, so number 10, rounding out the bottom here, uh, Richard Sibbs, Death Swallowed Up in Victory. Great episode, not surprised. Richard Sibbs, wonderful job. I believe it was Lee Jones uh, from Reform Meditations. I think he has a new show now. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm blanking on this. Again, we don't write all this stuff out beforehand, but Lee Jones (laughs) is wonderful. Go check out his stuff. Uh, He's a great guy, and he did a great job with this one, Richard Sibbs, Death Swallowed Up in Victory. Number nine, John Flavel, The Way of Salvation. This sermon I like Super Bell, good. Yeah. And his backstory is one of the coolest backstories. It's my favorite anecdote in all time. Joel, do you remember this anecdote of 
the guy who got saved a hundred years after John Flavel yes. preached. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. That is one of the most incredible stories. I'm not going to fill in any more information, but a guy alive at the time of John Flavel's preaching gets saved a hundred years afterwards. Go listen to that episode and listen to the just confusingly unbelievable story of John Flavel. Uh, great anecdote. Let me ask you this. I mean, so I, I think our listeners picked up. You know, you're you're definitely the uh, the more bookworm, uh, church history hardcore researcher of of the two of us, right? <laughs> I I mean, I enjoy this quite a bit. Uh, I, I would probably, you know, I'm on the more technical side. I'm producing the podcast on a on a technical side, but. You sound like uh, you always remember all this stuff. And we've done 200 plus episodes now. And sometimes I do feel a little embarrassed because people do ask me like, oh, this episode such and such was so good. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, all right. Think, Joel, think. Which one was that? Do you do? What what was that one about? And, you know, obviously these are ones that I was in and I recorded. But sometimes I have a hard time remembering who so and so is, even though it was someone that we produced a whole episode on. Do you have moments like that or do you just remember it all? I feel like you remember it all because whenever <laughs> I mention anything, you you can rattle off everything. Yeah, I'll be honest. I want to be like, no, I totally forget things too. I'm I'm just like you. But to be honest, I do remember most of these things. I, I couldn't tell you why I yeah. these, things, these facts and figures I'm just kind of stick do. to me. I think it's just I don't know. I really love these guys of church history. I love what these people have done. I love their stories. I love getting to learn about them. And I don't know. I guess. The only thing I compare it to maybe it's just like sports for some people, you know, they sure. can like tell you every little touchdown that well, some guy has done. I, I I don't know any of the sport, any any football people or any World Cup stuff, anything like that. But for me, I, I love these people. I love what they did. And so I remember their stories because they really do stand out to me. With that said, if you were to pull, well, I was even going to say like a random name from our early episodes, but I can I can really tell you like I remember Samuel Cooper, who no one else remembers, who mm. was the Revolutionary War soldier pastor. I remember Jonathan Swift. So no, honestly, I do I really do love him, and I really I'm glad do remember you do. most of it. I I honestly think I don't know. You are probably one of the most knowledgeable people I know. When it the most knowledgeable per people. <laughs> You are one of the most knowledgeable people I know when it comes to church history. I think I don't know. I've I've definitely listened to like mainstream theologians talk about things and then been like, I don't know if that's a hundred percent true. And then I, I I write down these questions, and this is a bit of behind the scenes for the listeners, but I will bring them to Troy and I'll be like, Troy, so and so said this. Is that accurate? And you'd be like, mm let me explain to you all of the things that happened in the year 923 in the church and blah, 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 blah. In a lot of ways, you could give a lot of people a run for their money as far as knowledge of church history. It's fascinating so, stuff. I'm glad I'm glad you're able to answer all of my questions that I come up with. Because if I had these questions, other people, I'm sure, are having these questions too. So, Well, hey, if you have a question about church history, feel free to write in. I don't know that I'm as knowledgeable as Jill is saying right now. But I'm very grateful that that seems the case. I give, give my wife credit here. She loves church history too. She runs Martyrs and Missionaries. We talk about these things. We share about them. We're excited about them. It's a passion project between the two of us. And, and, I, and look, I really do feel privileged to get to do what we do. It really blows my mind that no one else came up with this podcast or these ideas before us with Martyrs and Missionaries and Revive Thoughts and all this different stuff we do, because it, it really feels like it's something we need. 
And I just think that church history in so many ways has gotten forgotten. But when you mm-hmm. re- when you compare yourself to these amazing people that live before you, you realize there's a whole pantheon of heroes for you to look up to. And there's a whole bunch of amazing people in, in heaven that you're going to get to, you know, sit beside and worship Jesus beside and you're going to you're going to know who they are because of these episodes and because of these stories. And I personally get just wildly, you know, whenever I'm having a hard day with the kids or whatever it is, when I remember the incredible lives of people that we get to talk about all the time, I go, you know what? It could be a lot worse. I am so blessed to live the life I get to live. And so it really it really church history had a huge impact on my faith. What number did we leave off on? Was it like eight? <laughs> are we going to seven now? Or are All right, we're we going, going to eight. eight. Christmas to Evans, eight. Christmas Evans, the Ascension. If you don't know the story of Christmas Evans, go listen to him. He's an amazing person, and he preached one of the most unique styles of preaching in all church history. Uh, number seven, 10 best sermons of 2021 plus five M&Ms. I'm a little sad that we can't have Martyrs and Missionaries on this year, uh, but definitely go check out her show. Elise has got a really good schedule now. has been putting out a lot of episodes recently, and she has some incredible ones. Her most recent one um, featuring a guy who went to a cannibalistic island out there. Absolutely incre- incredible. Uh, the amount of people who went to islands full of people who were ready to eat them is startling um, and you really don't see that throughout any other faith but church so just go check it out it's a great one number six saint but augustine just to, just to clarify ahead. the title of that last episode was our our yeah. year in review summary episode that we yes. did for last year which is yeah. which is what goes to the idea that people use these episodes to yeah, kind of find like- sermons which is what I was saying. And I pulled up Mars Missionaries. Okay, James Chalmers was the guy's name who went to the Cannibal Islands. So go check out that one. St. Augustine, number six, forgiveness. Not surprised. I think every time St. Augustine comes out, uh, we hear two things. A, we see a lot of people love his sermons, and he was wonderful, of course. And we hear a lot of people complaining about the fact that we say Augustine and not Augustine. Mm-hmm. And you're going to just have to get used to that, people, because it's yeah, not going to change. That's not going to change. Sometimes we issue corrections, but not. We're, no, we know not we're not. We did a true correction this year on a name that we totally mispronounced, and that was my bad. Uh, but not Augustine. All right. RT selects Charles Spurgeon, the Good Samaritan. Charles Spurgeon's so good that his rerun episodes still make it into the top ten. <laughs> not surprising. The Charles Spurgeon Good Samaritan episode is great. You can also go see the interview where we interview with uh, the gentleman who runs the Spurgeon Center at Midwestern. Uh, really cool interview, and you can actually see that one live. We don't do as many episodes like that. We do very few, but we have a handful, and that's one of them. Number four, Anselm, Storm of the Last Days. I mean, that's like a 900, a thousand year old sermon. And it's coming in at number four. When we started Revive Thoughts and we told people about it, if we had told people that our number four most listened to, you know, episode of the year would be this a thousand year old sermon, I think people would have been like, I don't know, is that people don't care about that? They do. And that's a really good one. I'm not surprised it came in. Number three, Henry Grattan Guinness, the one that was my number one, was number three most downloaded. And again, for a guy you've probably never heard of, it's yeah. just really cool. Yeah, it's really neat to see a no name like that. Well, I mean, in my in my catalog, he was a no name before before that episode. Uh, yeah, hit top three. Yeah. What a deal! Yeah, what a deal. Number two, also someone you probably have not heard of, Thomas Chalmers, the expulsive power of a new affection. Now, this one is a little less surprising to me, though. His sermon is famous. It's actually been used as counseling. Uh, it, it is in and of itself a very famous sermon, so I'm not as surprised that that one made number two. It's a very good sermon. And number one, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. So there you go, the one you were expecting. One yeah. of the ones I'm not surprised to see make a number one. 
Dietrich Bonhoeffer's sermon topped the list as our number one. And again, not super surprised. He is fantastic. And I, he was on my list as well. Well, neat. Awesome. And we got uh, already a pretty good 2023 lined up for our listeners. So, um, yeah, we got Troy and I got to we got to schedule a time to record next week's episode. And uh, we think you're going to like it. So uh, we'll, we'll have to get that together. We will. And also we have to schedule, Joel, a time for a deep dive because we have a wonderful story that you set me off on over a year yeah. and a half ago that we at some have point we have to tell what this that audience. Is yet? Do we want to tell the audience? Let's do it. Well, a breaking announcement <laughs> right here. Uh, you'll get you to hear, hear it first. You heard it here first, yeah. Yeah, you got it. you'll get to hear it first on Patreon. So those of you who are listening to Patreon get to hear all these things way before everyone else. Uh, and you get access to episodes that we've never released, like Joan of Arc, like uh, The First Crusade, like The Salem Witch Trials. Uh, but the episode, the next deep dive we're going to do is the London Fire, the Great London Fire of 1666. Now, they might not sound like an episode you want to hear, but let me tell you, I we've done several deep dives. People have told us they really enjoy our deep dives. This is without a doubt one of the most surprising roller coaster rides of a deep dive I have been on yet, especially considering I thought this was going to be a short, like half an hour to an hour episode. And I got to the end of it and I was like, what in the world? This is one of the most insane stories we have ever looked at in all of our years. And we've done this now for three and a half years. And this this story is just a roller coaster ride. Do you, and I do cannot you wanna, wait to share. Do you want to tease how it might relate oh to church history or, or Christianity? You know, just yeah, in a absolutely. couple sentences. So this fire happens in London in 1666. It happened to. to it happened in a year where everyone had predicted the world was going to end because the year ends in 666. Uh, and you know what? If you were living in London at that time, you could kind of maybe make the case the world was ending. You also could make the case that it was happening because of the judgment of God. And in some ways, what happens in the fire of 1666, what occurs because of it, what plays out because of it, some of the persecution and some lynchings happen, things get crazy. But then as you play out the story all the way through and you get to the end of it, you go, oh, my goodness. Some of the people that seemed crazy were actually right all along. And world history, literally world history, is completely changed because of this fire. And I know that that's a pretty big sale. But when you get to the end of the episode, you will see that I was not wrong. Yeah, this is what I love about our relationship, Troy. I can like read a news article or uh, watch a YouTube video <laughs> on the London fire and being like, I, there's there's some fascinating stuff here and then tell Troy about it and say this would be a good idea for an episode. And then like six months later, he comes to me with a manifest of a, of a giant <laughs> script saying, I know everything you could ever want to know about the, the London fire. Let's go. That's, that, uh, that's what it's about. I'll tell you this. So the Ethiopia deep dive. I'm so glad we did it. It was. It was. We. We. we I'm pretty sure we're the only Christian podcasters who spent five hours talking about Ethiopia. Uh, I'm really. And we. It was a fascinating tale. Let me tell you this. This London fire thing was like. It's like reading like a. I don't know, like a Sherlock Holmes mystery or something. Like I grab a thread and I'd be like, Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <gasps> I mean, everything from alchemy to Nostradamus to to Catholic subterfuge to wars. I mean, plague. Every this episode has everything you could possibly want for a history. If you even slightly enjoy history, one of the most sad, touching stories we've ever. I mean, I've ever read was in this episode. It is wild, and I cannot wait to record it with you, Joel. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to hearing all the details. But Troy, I think for this episode, that's going to do it. Yep. 
Thank you so much for a wonderful year, everybody. We hope you enjoy and have listened to all these sermons. Go check out the ones we recommend. And of course, check out all the sermons here on Revive Thoughts. This is Troy and Joel, and you're listening to Revive Thoughts. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.